Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Well, howdy! Welcome to Herb's Podcast Christmas Trees. What can I do for you, son? Well, I'm looking for a podcast Christmas tree for our show. What do you have? Oh, we got some nice new finger ones right here. Uh, yeah. Got anything more traditional? Well, let me see. How about this? But puny, isn't it? Well, put some lights on, some tinsel. Why, it'll be as pretty as a milkmaid's knee. Okay, okay. I'll take it. Pleasure to do business with you, son. By the way, what's your podcast? Ahem. <clears throat> Live from the internet, it's the Tritech Games Christmas Podcast. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Pixie. This is Godfunny. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of getting all snuggled in for the night, pulling your fleeces around you, looking for some sugar plums to dance in your head, and then realizing that you've got a billion girls' bikes to deliver. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I didn't sign uh, up for this. <laughs> yes, you did, Trav. You absolutely did. Ah, crap. Oh, be a good little boy there, Trav. I have a present for you. It's a it's a, uh, he- a Hemi edition for your engine. All right. <laughs> I, was, I was admittedly a bad girl, so just send me Krampus. No, you get cold. <laughs> no, no, no cold. I, I thought girls didn't like Krampus every month. I tried that joke earlier. I got yelled at. Yeah. Are you trying to be a bad boy, Bruce? <laughs> anyway, I don't do All right. And I don't do coal anyway. It's it's not ecologically sound. It's compost now. And, and folks, just to let you know, John took a picture on his Facebook. He's got the Santa hat on, and he kind of looks like Santa anyway, so he's rocking this tonight Yay. here. <laughs> Okay, welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. We are this week having our, I believe, our seventh or eighth Christmas episode. Eighth, since we started Season 8 a couple months ago. And last last year, I don't think we even did a Christmas episode. Oh, we we did. forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so this is our eighth season, and, there, and this is our seventh Christmas episode, or the Christmas episode of our eighth season, whatever way you want to look at it. So we always try to do something special and hopefully Christmas-related. So John has come up with an idea that was voted on, and it won over my idea, which I thought was perfectly <laughs> We could do that next year, Bruce. Yeah, yeah maybe. Anyways... If you if this if this episode runs short, we may be doing it sooner than we think. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the um, uh, and John's going to tell us all about it because uh, it's his idea. Go for it, John. The idea that came up was, what if you know? Okay, it's first contact with Bureau Thirteen. You know, basically the fringe worthy with probably Ateus, uh, Victorian, or as we uh, or as I'm recalling him now, the British Empire a Brit, you know, on the team. 
they arrive and pop out in Massachusetts on Bureau 13 Prime. You know, and you know, and that will cause some consternation, at least among the bureau agents when it gets reported, these weird people walking around. But there's another person out there who takes notice of these new people because he's never seen them before. Santa Claus. You have joined the most secret government agency that you have never heard of. The 13th Bureau of Justice, otherwise known as Bureau 13. You are a government agent charged with the duty of disposing of the greatest unnatural threats to the people and the the economy of the United States and Canada. You will work under the knowledge that you are funded by an organization so secret, even the highest government officials do not know of your existence. Welcome to the elite band of people who wander the dark streets of the night, ever searching for the horrors that should not exist in this modern age. You are a special agent, stalking the night fantastic. Bureau 13 is a Gen Con award-winning RPG of modern horror and paranormal adventure. It's available from Tritag Games at TritagGames.com in both the original editions and in the D20 edition, with a new Savage Worlds edition coming soon. Remember that wherever the supernatural waits, good and evil, the agents of Bureau 13 will be there. But the evil is growing. If the adventure needs complication, sure, you can add that stuff in. But, you know, you you already got, you know, Rasputin, okay? You already got his ability to influence other people, you know, without even adding Psy into it. So why? Why bother? Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's... he's... He's car- he has a high car- he, has a, he has a high charisma score. He uh, has basically mind control without the psi, you know, powers basically. As long as he can get a good look at you and do his mojo on you, he can. Yeah, pop- see, I think this is where John and I would differ. John mm-hmm. might do just okay. He's got a little, you know, high charisma, and it might be a knack. Me, no, I'd make him a psi. I'd give him regenerative abilities. That's why he was so hard to kill. I would make this guy hard as heck where you need modern day weaponry to take this guy down. Yeah, he might I be able what? to solve a, re- you know, he might be able to get away out of like, oh, a revolver shot. Here comes somebody with an M16. So you're saying he has mind control, probably empathy, because that helps with helps with, you know, with the charisma thing. And he probably has body, con- some sort of body control that allows him to heal himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the fly. The 19 thing long list of how it took to kill him. Yeah, I would think he'd have some type of re- minor regenerative ability. Yeah. yeah. He may not be like Wolverine, but you had better pump a couple clips of fully automatic ammo into him to finally take him down. Because one or two bullets in him, he'll crawl away and he'll be back in a couple of days. And even if you think he's down. Make yeah. Put another clip into it. Right, exactly. And chop his head off. There you go. Right, which is why Santa Claus would be the perfect foil for him because he would never use any of those tactics. Right. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would totally be blindsided by Santa Claus. Well, that's the thing. See, Santa Claus, yeah, is going to be all nice and try to convince yeah. Rasputin. The thing is, because he you would, would also make because this in everyone. Yes. With <laughs> you making this guy, you would also go through the extra effort of making us want to kill him. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. Well, come on. Let's face it. <laughs> Remember, there are not just Taeus agents here. As I said, we're just saying this will be one of Shay Talbot's, excuse me, first adventures, and this will what? convince her to become the liaison. 
you're going to have modern day United agents who most of them are going to know about Rasputin and his reputation. They're going to be some of the chip on their shoulder saying, I can sit there and say, I killed Rasputin and rescued Santa Claus. Heck yeah, I'm doing this. He made us crash into a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but then someone will say, but he's Santa Claus. I mean, does he really want us to kill Rasputin? No. No. It, it tripped. Yeah. Uh, my, my finger slipped, Santa. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're being a liar. Ah, crap. <laughs> we'll put you on the naughty list for that year, sir. For lying. Not for killing. Really, Trap? Really? Like, really? 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 Like, dude, Talbot? I saved your life. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Really, Miss Talbot? Your finger slipped. <laughs> well, I didn't say I wouldn't. I didn't say Talbot would do it. I'm saying it'd be more like one of the modern guy, modern day kind of gung ho guys on the United team because they would know what Rasputin was like because yeah. they had what ninety to hundred years of history to read about them. Yeah, us people, this is happening as it happens. This is modern mm-hmm. day for the yeah. United people. It's history. They all know Rasputin. How? How? We'll do the South Park. Rasputin was a very, very naughty man. You know, so <laughs> you're going to have that where they're going to be going, and you're going to have somebody with their chip on the shoulder going, "I get to take out Rasputin to save Santa Claus." Totally do it. As I said, because if you were to add the minor regenerative abilities. And they would sit there and go, wait a minute, he had all this, this, and this, he's still alive? And they'd be like, challenge accepted, let's do this. He made us crash in the wall, he kidnapped Santa Claus. His time here is done. Yep. Because yep. if he can do all this, he will gain power. And we know what happens when Rasputin got his claws into the Russian royal family. We already know how this is going to probably play out. We're doing these people a favor. Yeah. Because... At- Remember, United, they goes out, they go on a war. It's an altered timeline. They don't care about changing the history. They don't have a prime directive. We've already discussed this previous episode. Look it up about United with a prime directive. They're gonna go in and say, Yeah, we're gonna kill Rasputin because this earth will end up a lot better than ours did. So mm-hmm. yeah, they would probably want to try to take him out, nullify him somehow in order to rescue Santa to get because no, they're not going to want... What are you going to do? They're going to go back to Bureau 13 Earth? Sorry, we lost your Santa. No! <laughs> I would not want to go... To do you that. really want to go back to Mrs. Claus and say, uh, there was an accident, I'm sorry. going home without the Santa. No, just... Do, do you want to be the one to tell Mrs. Claus that happened? No. That's mm-hmm. not something I would want on my conscience, so... <laughs> that yeah. is not a rolling pin you want to be hit by. No, no, no. <laughs> Santa's a good guy. Mrs. Claus? Uh... That might have, like... Cookie dough all over it. Too. Nah, that'd be the least of my worries. The cookies, uh, the cookie dough is the least of the problem. I'm You're the one that's gonna get rolled up. Like yeah, sugar bread. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no, I would think they would go in and want to rescue Santa because one, it's Santa. Two, Rasputin is a bad guy. Three, it's Santa. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a, this isn't going to muck with our world. Well, no, because the Bureau Thirteen Prime, if Sam, something happens to Santa, that will cause adverse effects back on his world. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking about the whole killing Rasputin. Well, killing Rasputin, not a problem. That's not a problem. That, as I said, United has no problem with changing the world's history. That's why they get involved. That's why they help yeah. worlds. They will sit there and alter mm-hmm. like a eighth century African village yeah. and teach them irrigation and agriculture. Why? Because totally. they want them to improve. Yep, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. They want to help them. And besides, Rasputin's supposed to die anyway. 
Well, this does Unitas helping him along a little. A little earlier. They're testing his regenerative power to see just how good they are. Oh, right. Regenerate from this. It, it, it's it's all killing them on the basis of scientific ethic. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It's now I'm thinking, I'm thinking. So I'm thinking back to our episode where we talked about how all the TriTech games are unique in that we have. We we actually we 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 rather have people find a non-violent way of sol- solving these problems. And what we're talking about now sounds like, you know, step in the door, see Rasputin, brap right in the head. Well, I yeah. mean, I mean, it's <laughs> going to it's going to end up being because, of course, Rasputin is going to send his cronies and his cultists and his mm-hmm. his cannon fodder, popcorn mooks, whatever you want to call them, to try and stop us. We're not going to sit there and go now, now. You shouldn't do that. There's going to be combat. So Rasputin is not going to let himself get in harm's way. He's going to be, you know, what? what's the thing from a yellow beard? The last one to fight and the first one to flee. Yes. Yeah. So would he, uh, so would he, uh, I, I had to say, I can see it now. You find, you find Corneum, but he's using a certain Jolly Elf as his meat shield. I don't think he would go no. that far. Well, uh, well no. He's I don't, a kind of very nasty, selfish self-preservation kind of guy. So. Oh, that would, oh, in that case then, that would be where, yeah, then that case then the United people would be like, we can't hit Santa. Yeah, we can't yeah. hit Santa. I would not hit Santa. If they, they, there Santa. would be no way that they would uh, take the shot. Do I want to be the one that, that I accidentally hit Santa? No. I'm not that yeah. shot. I will give up that shot. Yeah. Yeah, he, he will definitely demand uh, safe passage, otherwise the fat man gets it. I want to so in this case, in this case, Cuba. Yeah. Well, in this case, he wouldn't be a fat man. He'd be a guy in green and abs that yeah. you can bounce bounce nickels off of. Uh, <laughs> you know, the 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 fat man Santa is something I think. I'm like, no, no, no. This would be about the time where he's getting fat. I think. You uh, know, early he, 1900s or mid, mid, yeah, early 1910s and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. No, not really. I think, like he said, like uh, Robert said, uh, uh, he would get the jolly thing in about the 1930s. 1931 is when he would become the Santa we all know and love. Yeah. So, right, whatever so he, he was back in nineteen, the early 1900s, yeah. yeah, that would be him, whatever he would be. Like so. what I showed you for that picture. Yeah, yeah, 19, yeah. He was very well, tall and thin yeah. and, you know. Well, we were also t- we're also talking about how he takes on the appearance of people of the common beliefs. If he's sitting next to an Eastern, or- Eastern Orthodox monk who really believes in him now, he's would he take on take on the visions of Saint Nicholas? Maybe. Yeah, he might. actually, he might. Maybe. Yeah. If Rasputin believes in Saint Nicholas, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, or or is he or is he like a lot a lot of some folks? Um, talks a good game. He probably, I think he's talking a good game. Yeah. So he's one of those lip service kind of dudes for the religion anyway. Yeah, he, yeah. He, remember Rasputin. power and influence with the royal family. Yeah, remember Rasputin, first and foremost, he was out for himself. He was trying to bamboozle yeah. people. They're yeah. not going to sit there and believe in, in higher forces to do it. They believe in themselves and trying to schnooker others. Yep, that's what he did. So I don't, I don't see him as buying into that type of belief. Yeah, I, and I'm looking at where if he is going to New Schwanstein, uh, it's in it's in where is it? That sounds like either German or, Germany or Austria. Looks no, it's German. It's okay. uh, it's in, it's in Germany. It's southern Germany though. So, so it's 
Yeah, in the Bavarian areas. Yes, yeah. so he's in the Bavarian areas. Uh, who, who's in charge of it? I mean, th- even though it's abandoned, still would be in charge of some noble. Uh, just looking at the history. Here we go. After New- Ludwig's death, oh, the house, the house of Wittelsbach is in charge of it. All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, interesting. It was actually it was a tourist trap. After he had died, uh, one, uh, the regent decided to turn to a tourist trap. So I can see. I actually could sort. So that could make things even more difficult. There's tourists there. Oh. <laughs> oh, innocence, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He would use them as meat shields as well. Oh yeah. So now it's comp. It's more. This is, but this is a nice complication because yeah, because this is where the players, you know, decide. Okay, do we play this like you know, you know, blood and guts, or do we play this like well, we're rescuing Santa. That means as little bloodshed as possible. Yeah. Get the stun. Get the stun rounds. Well, don't yeah. Get and maybe we have to capture Rasputin and then take him, you know, who, you know then again, who would see, uh, be, 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 be the Kaiser? It'd be Germany. We actually would have to try him at that point. So maybe at this point now it's changed from, you know, offing, offing uh, unless you do a night raid. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I would do a night raid. No, no daylight thing. It'd be a night raid. But do you still, yeah. But it does mean it would be the uh, the the caretakers are still there. Of course, they have now been converted over to the cause because of you know Rasputin. Yeah, he's just that good at at persuading people. <laughs> yeah. So the big question is: are are his are his minions are his minions uh, truly evil, or are they basically his you know mind controlled mind controlled puppets? Maybe some would be mind controlled and some would actually be willing acolytes. Yeah. I think this is where just bursting in would not be a good good plan. This is where you end up killing a lot of innocents. Yeah. I almost want to think this is where the guy who's got the, the who's got the high stealth skill going, ooh, 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 ooh. Can I ninja in and check things out? <laughs> yeah, send in the ninja. <laughs> yeah, there, there's oh. always an there's always a guy with a high stealth skill in every in every team. Oh yeah, you're gonna have the scout who <laughs> like special forces. Or let's say if you have a golden horde with you, they're good at stealth. You know, Mongolian warriors are no, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, you're going to have somebody in there sneak in, come back out and say, okay, we got three guards here, two guards here, five guards here, you know. Well, you may also say, and if you can, can you bring them out? You know, so, of course. Turn it, this is- to an extra- turn it from a, a recon to an extraction. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's I mean, where you. You may not kill. You can just knock out. I mean, yeah, knock them out. Don't kill them, you know. Rifle water, pistol whip, pistol whip them in the back of the head and drop them. Yeah, of course. This is where you know you break into Santa's cell. We got come on, Santa. We get you out. You step in the hallway, and there he is. No, you are not leaving this place. <laughs> you are under my power. <sighs> and meanwhile, you just got the the modern day people. That's when they would look and go, "Okay, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> We're done here." <laughs> That's when you find out that the the milk of milk and cookies is actually the equivalent of holy water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, 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 I it's it, uh, you if you want to play if you want to play play the the genre. I mean, basically, the rescue gets captured is always 
perfect for the, you know, I would talk to the guy and say, hey, do you want to get captured by Rasputin and held as hostage? Ask him ahead of time. He says, yeah, I'll make a good show of it, though. Uh, you know, because it plays to the genre. The, the, what drives Victorian Earth? It's pulp. This is all yeah. pulp, pulp genre. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the rescuer, the rescuer gets captured. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right. That, that I can punch it to TV tropes where that happens all the time. Yep. <laughs> you know, so this is you know, so it, 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 now you got two people. You, of course, now you got some someone on the inside who's good at sneaking around and with the person who's his patron saint with him. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe they'll figure out a way to to break out of this place. You know, after he asks Santa for some presents, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But I can see this, you know, either a you know, daring daylight raid, nah, so much not with not with innocence abroad and walking around, but definitely, yeah. a, definitely another attempt at a night raid. This is where I think when someone said, you know, can we send a message back to Earth, to uh, Earth Prime? Why? We need the attack helicopter. <laughs> oh, okay. Remember the uh, on the uh, Apache the Apache uh, attack helicopter, the propellers fold up for transport, and it fits right through the portal real easy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just roll it through on a trailer and fire it up. And Apache helicopters, they got stuff like stealth mode and everything. It's like, yeah, now, oh, oh, and that would be yeah. that would be cool as all get out. Here's this man from 1904 thinking he's got Santa Claus. And here comes this helicopter from basically H-E double hockey sticks loaded with weapons. And you see the pilot just pointing, you know, pointing at his eyes, pointing at Rasputin. <laughs> and remember, then pointing the cannon. <laughs> remember, remember that these systems, they're basically, the if they set them up, it's where he looks. That's where the gun points. You know, there's uh-huh. hands free. Yeah. <laughs> Rasputin would see the barrels destroyed. It's like, yeah, go ahead. Test yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Regenerate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Agent Smith. No. Yeah. Now, the big downside is, is, is the closest portal. I'm trying to think where the closest open portal is. Uh, let me look on, on positive two here. Oh, look, I just have a couple pages away. Uh, let's see. Positive two prime. This is what Indian Ocean, Atlantis base, Pembroke's pavilion in the Victorian desert, ice cage in Siberia, Velangara crater in Senegal, Botswana, and Kembe, Roman temple, Jupiter. Uh, probably the lo- closest portal ice cave near Siberia, northern yeah. Siberia. Yep. Well, uh, well, since uh, Rasputin was born in Siberia. Well, the thing is, this portal, yeah, it's like Teus knows about the portal, but it even says they left the portal alone because Queen Victoria did not want to anger the Tsar. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right here. Yeah. But that actually probably is just as far as the Cong- as the McKenby one in terms of distance. Uh, yeah. And the advantage of the McKenby one is that there's probably a waiting airship. They can probably load it into for transport. It oh, yeah. doesn't doesn't mean like a two week trip to get there. So yeah, now you got to deal with the fact. Putin would know. I mean, and they could probably sit there and you know the, this this the good guys probably. Say, Does Rasputin really want to hurt Santa Claus? 
does he really want that much of a world of pain brought on him? He knows that if one hair on his beard is messed with. Yeah. Yeah. You might not want to actually kill him. No, Rasputin, it's like, so they could sit there, okay, we're going to get the copter. Why? Do you really think Rasputin is dumb enough to kill Santa Claus? Do you really think that he's going to go there, knowing that if it's true, every force that knows that Rasputin has done this, Rasputin will no longer have any prospects of living a long and prosperous life. Mm-hmm. He would be the most hunted man on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I think he'd be the most hunted p- person within the new Commonwealth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there would be all sorts of people coming to, it's like, wait, Rasputin's here, the guy that killed Bureau 13 Santa Claus? Give me a Jeep, we're going to that world. Yeah. yeah. Give me a Rasputin hunting license. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I but, said, even even if if I would, I would jack Rasputin. I mean, I wouldn't make him a god, but I mean, he would certainly have low-level superpowers besides some mm-hmm. psi and some regenerative abilities. Make yep. it a worthy battle, because as I said, you're going to have even players going, I get to go after Rasputin, the Mad Monk. And it would, you know, fit. And so I like adding a little bit of FX powers into my games. So, yeah. yeah, even if he was just a con artist, still, he's going to have snow job enough mooks in that time, popcorn, acolytes, whatever, to where it's going to be hard to get to Rasputin anyways because he's going to keep throwing the popcorn at these guys who they're not going to want to kill him because they know they're just brainwashed dolts. And so these guys can't really go in. At the very lightest, they would be doing gunboat diplomacy. Yes, we're going to be nice to you. Release Santa now. You do realize that flying outside your castle is <laughs> is an ornithopter with enough weaponry to turn this castle to a crater. Now, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, of course, it, it, it does depend on Rasputin being one very one very important thing. Reasonable. <laughs> There's a reason why they called him the Mad Monk, so that would be no. I'd be like, yeah. oh, tell me, I'll just come back. You really want to test that? <laughs> I am all powerful. Yeah. As he sprouts a hole from his head, <laughs> it's bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That just reminds you of the uh, of that one scene from uh, Wizards. Let me show you a trick Mom taught me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Then you go, go watch the movie. It's worth watching. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's up there with Indiana Jones and the and the Swordsman. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. No, but I, I would see that this would be a good rollicking adventure. First of all, mm-hmm. you get to rescue Santa Claus. Second of all, you get to take down, at least on this world, a major historical baddie. Mm-hmm. This adventure... Unless you are just such a totally serious game, and I, I'm kind of serious. Usually, my slapstick happens because it's the players that do it, not because I plan a slapstick campaign. But John, this is something I would even want to run because you have a poor, a force of pure good. You have somebody who is known to be pure evil, and mm-hmm. it's one of the basic battles. You are protecting a source of pure good. You are trying to make sure that this light is not snuffed out in the multiverse. Yep. This would be an adventure to just let this go. Let the players go gung-ho and know, yeah, we can take out Rasputin. Problem is, 
it's Santa. We're going to end up on the naughty list. So we got to try to plan and plot and figure out a way to do this where we get Santa back. Rasputin gets an equivalent of getting his hand slapped, i.e. we at least, you know, knock him down a few pegs. And or... Yeah, and or get him and, and put him in prison someplace where he's never going to leave. Well, hopefully. yeah, right. you know, get the you know, get him you know with the authorities or something. You're going to be changing the world's history anyways because we know how Rasputin finally ended. But on this world, he ends up in jail, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this would be an adventure. It it would be rollicking fun. In oh, the yeah. era, and just as I said, you get you get to fight Rasputin and rescue Santa Claus. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and then you can have after after you rescue Santa Claus, and he's you know, and he's made nice with folks, and and so forth. You you get the end with the big with the big big dinner that he supplies somehow. You know, I mean, you you go you walk in, you're back in New Swanstein, only it's now decked out like something from a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Santa Claus is there, and there's the groaning board, and I mean it's groaning. <laughs> you know, you know, whole hams, whole pigs. Come on, you know, he we're talking Victorian. His whole pigs, gooses, everything, you know. Plate of pork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Edwardians, whichever one you want to be. But well, anyway. So you're going to have probably <laughs> the typical like wassail feast. You know that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where you can have your 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 non-standard. You know, of course, he invites everyone, and when I say everyone, he, we're talking Victoria's family, which is ninety percent of the heads of Europe <laughs> to that dinner. Well, yeah, because most of the royal families of Europe are basically one family now. They're interrelated. They, they're so interrelated. They're all. It's all one family. Yeah. Yeah. Even back then in 1904, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, I can, uh, I, I can see that. I can see him, you know, because Alex, Alexia would only be like two years old, you know. But bouncing him on his knee, and who's a good little boy? You are a good little boy. Yeah. And I see you've had your injections lately. Hmm. <laughs> Fingering his nose, going, should I? No, no, no. You have to be a good little boy because your parents really love you. Yeah. And the kid would know what he's talking about too, because he can talk to kids. I mean, I mean, well, he, here's a per, here's a person. Everything I speak, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if he didn't take on the form of the maker on on on, on the uh, Demixie homeworld, he can still speak fluent Demixie. He would have the constant <laughs> tongue spell on as a constant ability. Yeah. Yeah, he would. You know, and he and we were talking. He speaks local language like a native. I mean, yep. it's basically. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. his that's his power, but yeah, that that would be the adventure. I mean, you know, that's would be one adventure on Victorian Earth. Uh, you know, uh, there's other places you to go visit. I mean, how would you know? We can just we can touch on them. Like, <laughs> so you mentioned the Golden Horde. How does the Khan deal with this person who represents a religion that, on his role, he's trying to stamp out? Well, he doesn't represent that religion. You know that. I know that, but does the Khan know that? I think the Khan's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, okay. Smart. Yeah. But on the other hand, the Khan sees, you know, somebody who's bringing a lot of product onto his world and he's going to want a piece of the action. Oh, yeah. Is is Santa Claus actually going to give, you know, pay a toll 
you know, of, of, of products, uh, things brought in. A tithe? Yeah. yeah. Or is he going to say, I'll pay you a uh, uh, hundred gold pieces a bag. And of course, we know how much is in a bag. Yeah, and he brings one bag. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Santa's bag. It's Santa's Come on. Bag. Yeah. Hey, we mentioned this about, you know, Santa's car. If he gives you a ride, he can hold as many people as he wants in that car. Yeah. <laughs> Even that but, goofy little Citroen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. that car is goofy. It, it, it does. It looks, like, it looks like somebody couldn't quite get a VW Beetle right. But yeah, so yeah, the Khan would definitely want to get a tithe. Um, how would the Erds deal with him? The Erders? Um, try, I, I, I don't remember them well enough. Uh, what's their culture like? They're like Scandinavians. Well, the Erlanders are kind of the same thing. It's just the, the Erders are kind of like dwarves because it's like a 1.2 G world. Yep. Yeah, so and, God, they're a little bit stockier, don't you know? And, and they're a bit, and they're a bit misogynistic. Also, they basically yeah. Frida you know. makes the good bread put in there, but we're not going to let her out on the fringe pass there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm doing Minnesota and Wisconsin. I'm sorry. No. That's the best. I think that's hilarious, actually. <laughs> Scandahubian. Yeah. Scandahubian. Yeah, like one of my exes had. She was like Norwegian Swedish, so that was yeah. I'm Scandahubian. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and then therefore Erlander would be somewhat similar. Uh, both uh, uh, Erlanders would be, you know, he, Santa Claus would take on the appearance of Odin in that place because he they were more they were more Norse in their thing. So, and Odin basically, as we said in that one Christmas episode, he basically was Santa Claus. Another one of the Santa Claus origins is Odin and his and his appearance. So yeah, he would lose an eye. He wouldn't mind. And uh, yeah, he p- make that appearance. The Erlanders were, I think, were more Christian. So he would take on, or were, were they more pagan? I can't remember the Erlanders. The Erders, well, the Erders we're talking about in, in Fringeworthy is sort of, okay. as I said, they're like maybe five feet tall, kind of stocky. As I said, the Erders, it's a 1.2 G Earth. So you're going to be a little shorter, a little stocky, a little stronger. Yeah. But yeah, they're also sort of as, as, the term we bought, Scandahubian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically a plague wiped out everything south of the ice. Uh, that's the Norlanders. That's the Norlanders, right. Yes. Yeah. The Norlanders have the plague and they're the ones that are very t- much tied into the whole Norse mythology. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, I believe the Erds are more Germanic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're more Germanic, but the Germanic is also the, because of the neighbors, you know, Woden, Odin, you know. Yeah, Germanic know, was kind of close to Norse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like Jupiter, Zeus, you know, same difference. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there. And then who else have we got? Oh, the Tazeel. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that Tazeel had their one god, Timok. So yes. Yeah, from what we had, yeah, because we also did an episode many, yeah. many months back, if not years, about the Tazeel. And if they had any kind of spirit, Christmas type spirit creature or that kind of holiday type thing, they would sign a word of appears that. Yeah, whatever. Well, if, well, if it were a monotheistic culture, it just, it'd be Tamak. 
they would offer blessings to Tamak at the winter solstice of their world. As to, as as a as a you know a yeah. relatively radiant Tazeel. Well, because what it is, um, okay, Pixie's cousin, Goth Bunny's nephew, Jay. will be playing a Tazeel. <laughs> so I've had to research this lately, and Tamak is the god. So yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if we did a polytheistic religion. You'd also have to go through like what kind of holidays they sell. Well, I mean, most yeah. most. Worlds that we've seen in one form or another have some type of winter celebration. Yeah. Either yeah. it's the solstice or it's the end of the year. Yeah. Oh no! Hey, the Romans. Yes, what I was know. the what, John? What was their festival again? Saturnalia. Saturnalia. It's uh, it, it, that's a, a month long, almost month long celebration. Yep. <sighs> and uh, the Christians adopted that their festivals into Christmas. So that they could convert the well, yeah, people yeah. who are still pagans. Well, right. Oh, yeah. Still celebrating Saturnalia while also claiming to agree with the Christians and follow the Christian faith. Yeah. Kind of conflicting. They wanted both. <laughs> but Let's you know how the Christians are. are. They like taking it. So, yeah, and the key gags, it would be whatever winter festival they have, yeah. you know. Well, we're not going to backstab each other as much at this time of year. Yeah, yeah. he would take on whatever form. Oh, no, the key gags are just. Sneaky cool. little snots. There, there, there would be a very long naughty list in, on Ooh, Kenga Prime. Really cool. Yeah. Pants are looking like a lizard. Yeah. You do real well. The Kegaks are the ones that are uplifted from the Dinonychus. Yeah. Yeah. You do realize what meme would apply here, Colleen? <laughs> nice list for Santa on Kenga Prime with a little yellow paper. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. But no, so each of these worlds would have their own little, some type of winter or year-end festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, would, we figured that just Bureau 13 Santa Claus would just sort of morph into whatever entity would be there to fit in. Yeah, so... To be able to recognize him as what he does. Right. Ooh, so the Emperor of Pax Romana would definitely... I hate to say he probably would fall... All- also into the tithing thing, you know, and you, yes, 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 you can deliver whatever you want as long as we get our share. Yeah. Can I bring this one back, you know, like Bugs Bunny? Can I sit on one cod? Yeah. Let me bring this one bag. Okay, that's one gold piece per bag. And he's pulling like about 9,000 bags worth of stuff out. And they're like, nope. You're dealing, you're dealing with a. You're dealing with a person who's in control of an empire that stretches uh, almost to uh, up to Denmark, as far d- down into the north and North Africa, and down the sides, and as far east as India. You know he's and he's used to dealing with all this stuff. He, you know, he, tithing for him is it's a pro, it's, 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 it, there's bureaucrats who do this for him. You know, they'll set something up and make sure he gets his share, either in gold or in technology, yeah, or whatever. You know. Oh no, the Paxes, the Pax Romana. I think by the time that I did get some Colleen, mm-hmm. they've already started with flintlocks. They have printing presses. Printing presses oh. too. They still have slavery, but they've got flintlocks oh, yeah. and they had slavery, but it wasn't condition of already being a slave. It was a. It was, of- yeah. It was. It was not chattel sa- slavery. It was more like, yeah, we captured you, and you're now a slave. Yeah, yeah. but they Are also you- had. Yeah. Flintlocks and printing presses on this particular Roman yeah. world that okay. became part of the alien core. Yeah, so oh, take a, not fall as soon as it did. Well, no. Remember, if it weren't for the empire not falling, they said one there were steam tech 
on the boards. They just never got around to it because Nero wanted to play his fiddle instead of have steam engines built. And then also they said if that steam engine had been built, Rome would have been in space by a thousand years. And and, uh, Goth Bunny, the first emperor of Rome was this Thracian slave by the name of Spartacus. No, no, he wasn't. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. <laughs> no, but I, but this is this this is the ultra, this is how this one this is how we get Rome lasting longer because it doesn't start with with yeah, Octavian, who was yeah. the first emperor of Rome, not Caesar. He was dictator, but yeah. uh, but no. Yeah, Spartacus decides to march on Rome, captures it, pretty much you know does what he wants to do with the with the Senate and declares himself emperor. And yeah, history has changed now. Now I Caesar is still that. in Gaul. Caesar's well, still he, in Gaul. Yeah, he, he can stay in Gaul. <laughs> well, when I was working on my scenarios, basically he more or less became a lackey. Yeah, you know? he would probably remain a Roman general, which is what he yeah. was. Yeah. So, and I had my players. This, you know, of course, this takes place in like the equivalent of the seventeen. 50s, I think. Seven, no, 1400s. So it's been the 14th oh, century. Yeah, 15th century. And they meet a one Julius Gaius Caesar. Mm. Relation. In fact, he is a relation there. He's from Gaul. Yeah. Of course, when they ask him about you know his his namesake, he goes, "Who? Yeah. You know how you know how many Julius Gaius Caesars have been in the past uh, thousand years, 1500 oh, years." Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so we have all these various worlds that hmm. they, this very early Commonwealth, you know, we're just out of the early canon. We're starting mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the middle period. And so they've managed to spread out. Mm-hmm. And they know, okay, these worlds we know have a various type of Santa. We'll go here and see if we can, you know, hook you up and get things out and about and get this yeah. ball rolling. Yeah. And he won't be as secret as he is on Bureau 13. Let's be honest. He's got a gentleman's agreement with all the various groups on Bureau on the Bureau 13 Prime not to really, you know, come out of the closet, so to speak. Yeah. He's under no agreement on any place else. Oh no, that that's true. <laughs> and because he won't manifest on Earth Prime, so he doesn't worry about there. I would oh, think that he'll well, still go there. He'll still go there. You know, he'll, he'll ma- generates his own. He generates his own mojo to exist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the, there's all the bleatless children. Everyone believes he's a jolly red, you know, jolly red, uh, jolly fat man in a red suit. Yeah, they yeah. would think, oh, it's a mall, sa- a guy dressed up as Santa. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Pat him on the head. You keep believing that kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he walks off to the, to the sleigh with the with the eight reindeer. Sorry, Rudolph is just a myth. Uh, and off they go. <laughs> And I just see people with this jaws dropping at that point, going, What? That was one of those French things. That's French tech. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the Tremellor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, speaking of Tremellor, I was I may mention that the one group he would actually fall, yeah. He would also think is a good are good little boys and girls are the slargs. Yes, they're abject cowards. Yes, they're, you know, they they'll run the first thing. But the thing is, they're absolutely honest about it. You have yeah, to they're start. not sneaky and lying. No, they genuinely don't want to be around when trouble starts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if they if they if they can hurt somebody from from a safe location, they probably will. Well, remember Eric the Enabler back in the day. He's <laughs> like, 
A slark, a slark demolition officer? No, I don't want to do that. I'll get blown up. A slark artillery officer? Set the coordinates. Oh, take some of this. Oh, take some more of this. You know, he's hitting the fire button each time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, you remember my, when I when I play a slug in that one adventure of yours? He was running the cannons because it's safe. You know, well, yeah. safe. I mean, you know, basically he's sucking our, you know, where can he run to? I'm on a boat in the ocean. I need to fire cannons. Yeah, I'm going to fire cannons. Uh, you know, that or I'm going to find some place in the hole to crawl up and hide. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that adventure. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. on. But yeah, I can see, I can see, you know, uh, you know, sorry, folks. If there's a slug on your team, he's calling shotgun and Santa Claus will let him do it. <laughs> yeah, you get to hang his head out the window. <laughs> What's the only way you can see where he's going? Yeah, yeah. You know, they see they see with sound they see with sonar. So yeah, he put him behind the window. Well, this is really just seeing. I'm seeing a big flat sheet in front of me. <laughs> I, I I see the inside of a box. Oh yeah, on the windows. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Ooh, ah, I can see stuff now. Yeah, that's why they prefer jeeps because you can put the windshield down. Oh, uh, with me, it's just me deciding to own my stuff. That's all, folks. That's a private joke between us here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, hey. but so also. So the ramifications of this is afterwards is that, yeah, Santa Claus is not going to be visiting a bunch of worlds now. Probably not in the same same day. As we said, the calendars don't sync up. No. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, now we got Santa Claus showing up and leaving presents and building up that, you know, beliefs around him. And even places like Earth Prime, he, as long as he's there, he's sucking up the belief power. And yep. get you know, so ultimately, what's going to happen with them when when finally we meet another place that actually has a working Santa at this point? Yeah, I mean, do they? Uh, it, it, can they only be one? <laughs> well, if they meet another Santa, they already don't have that problem. Mm. You can't meet something that can't exist. That's true. So the question is: Is it? Supposing that he needs all this belief in order to give him power, then are they going to be willing to share, or is there going to be? Are we going to have Santa, you know, competition of some kind? We are not going to have a Santa turf war when Santas go back. When Santas collide next week on Fox, the day the reindeer died. And and Habibi would appreciate this, and it's a shame she's out with her sister right now at at, at dinner. And, and she, Basically, it's there's this game where Santa goes nuts, and you're the elf that has to clean up all the gore in the workshop. That's yes. how it would end up being. Yeah. yeah. Except it would be due to the two Santas battling. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. So that, Santa was bad enough. Yeah. Right. The, the way Santa is, I don't think he would. I don't I, think he I would. Think he would just realize, okay, this okay, is this his turn. Like, this is his. Yeah, he's got this. He's We're got, good. Got this. He's got Moving this. on. Yes. Yeah. So, so no Slaylander. Okay. Yeah, no Because he's a good guy. Yeah. I, I, I imagine they would share, and he may yeah. even let him cut let him cut in the local area. You know. I mean, let's be honest. As soon as you get uh, enough worlds out there that he can go to, he's basically uh, he's at full production every day. 
in the north uh, in Christmas land on back oh, in yeah. 13 Earth. At some point, he's going to hit max production, and he well, can't yeah. do any more. You know, I John, mean, you know what's going to happen as this workshop gets bigger and bigger, and it becomes <laughs> more and more where you'd have to do more and more stuff and make it more and more efficient. You know, you who you'd have to call in since this has to do with the bureau. Mike Bonkowski. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey, yes. Remember, in Bureau 13D20, John added Mike Bonkowski, a OSHA agent who got involved with the Bureau and basically, okay, there's this green slime. Well, what is this green slime? What, is it going to affect our people? Uh, we need got, to figure this out. You, know? you got to do it correctly. It's Mike Bonkowski, agent of OSHA. Yeah. This is a real person, mind you. Many of the people in the Bureau 13 game are based on real people in one way or another. And Mike is a well, he's a re- now retired OSHA agent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I remember asking him about, you know, black projects and see and how do they work? He said, well, basically, you know, the request comes in. We need we need someone to do this. And do you have a high enough clearance? Yes, you do. Remember, you got to sign the NDA and all that good stuff. And then you go yeah. and do it. And maybe six people see re- see your reports afterwards. Yeah. You know. So we came up with this idea <laughs> that he would be an OSHA agent working for the Bureau where you have all these strange substances. And, you know, he'd be the one, okay, we got to make sure it's safe. Our agents well, aren't going to care. Yeah, working with the bureau, working with yeah. the Working with the Bureau, not for the Bureau. Right. He still works for OSHA. Right. But still, you would have him coming into Sam's workshop going, you know what? I'm seeing about 15 violations here and all these people are under underage. They're elves, Mike. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that guy, my, my, my dear Mr. Bonkowski, that guy over there, see him? His name's Hermie. He's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wait a minute. What would he say? A dentist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this, Mr. Bonkowski. Is it safe? <laughs> oh man, I think you that you darn near came water in an eye with that one, John. <laughs> so I mean this could end up being if you really wanted to do this over like the holiday season, you know, like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, New Year, this could be like a mini campaign arc in a bureau or an um Mm-hmm. If you were starting like a, a fringeworthy campaign, it's like, okay, it's Christmas time. I want to run this during the holiday season. And it might be, you know, if you do bi-weekly, it's going to be like, what, six, seven sessions? Or if you do it right, 12 sessions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, twice a week is enough. I don't know. <laughs> Session of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Five agent shooting. Yeah, enough XP to gain two levels. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, this could be drawn out where you're visiting all of these various worlds and all the various problems Christmas, and issues. Christmas entities. Yeah. And you'd have to, you know, go through and deal with all these things and then finally get Santa back to positive 13 prime. Mm-hmm. Because after all this, oh, we have to get Santa back to do his route. So, I mean, you could even throw in things like, you know, things, and it's like, no, you don't understand. Get out of our way. We have a VIP we need to get back. You know, fringe pirates. We don't care who you have. 
and Santa. Oh, wait, 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 wait there, my good little man. Hello there. I'm Santa Claus. And at le- I'd guarantee at least three of them would go three Santa Claus would just, their jaws would hit the, the path. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you may actually just do the old thing and walk up to him. Oh, you've been, well, okay, child, you know, and gives them some, gives them present is exactly what they want. Yeah. Have a, have a bottle of rum. Yeah. No, that's what you want. Let's get this straight. <laughs> I'm mostly good. <laughs> yeah. And it does bring the question since... What was that, Josie? He, he, he just, does the typical Santa thing. Have you been a good boy this year? No, and, and all the French... And all the eye are looking. Santa, he's a French pirate. <laughs> no, Santa, Think about that really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. I've been a good pirate. Yeah, I've been good at pirating. That's not not what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But as we say, uh, all stories are true on Bureau 13, except those that aren't. Do we actually. Vampires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there an island misfit toys? What? Oh. What about it? Well, I mean, it's. They're all, they're all, you know, they're, they, they, they can talk and do things. I mean, basically they're all somehow or another, they were misfit toys. And, and, uh, what was his name again? The guardian of misfit Island. Um, oh, that oh. lion. Oh God. It's been so long since I've seen that. It was a lion. I thought it was a lion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rudolph red nose reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm looking up the the TV specials. Get the name. What about it? Uh, well, would that? Do you think that ex- is that one of those things that may actually exist? Because a lot of people, I, let's be honest, a lot of kids believe in it. Would that actually come well, in, come into existence because of kids' beliefs? A pl- you know, it's it's a, a place where you know broken misfit toys go to stay until Santa Claus collects them and fixes them and. Or puts or gives them to a child that'll love them. That's quite possible. It has a even though it's it's very uh, sad in some regards. It also has an element of hope. That's what Santa Claus is all about. So it's you know it's possible. It's uh, certainly falls within the the concept of, of that. Uh, but I think it would be the island itself that would grant them sentience. Yeah, uh, you know they would they, they're they're sentient while they're there. How they get there is not clear. Maybe it's magic, you know. Maybe it's just something else. And um, and, and like they just they stay there. They obviously don't go anywhere else until Santa shows up and collects them. Yep, and it's uh, King Moonracer is the name of the uh, of the person who basically rules the island of misfit toys. And I, I would say, um, they. Uh, <laughs> They they happen to when the kid when elves are making toys sometimes someone screws up and yeah you have a squirt gun that shoots you know shoots uh, jelly instead of water you know and it somehow or another that's when it goes into the reject bin and all of a sudden it appears on the island you know it's maybe that's how it happens you know though uh, it'd be interesting you know. <laughs> But yeah, I could I could just imagine that'd be a little side adventure. You know, someone would say, oh, Sandra, does the island misfit toys exist? And he would go, Ho ho, of course it does. You want to go visit? <laughs> hmm, that's okay. that's yeah, that's where you find the, the the toy the toy fire hydrant that instead of shooting water shoots uh, shoots booze. 
All right. Yeah. Oh, I I know a little boy that would be looking uh, that would be very happy with that toy under his tree. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for thinking about me that way, Bruce. I would- <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we fleshed this out that this would be mm-hmm. for like a holiday season adventure. If you're running an early Bureau Thirteen K, this would be something cool to do because it it's just tongue in cheek enough to you know show the cheer of the season, but it would still be a good Bureau 13 fringe-worthy adventure where you would have dealing with magic, you're dealing with other dimensions, mm-hmm. you know, you got Rasputin, a bad guy, however you stack them. Yep. I mean, if you're running a Victorian campaign where it said you're basically, you're, instead of running off of, off of the of Earth Prime, you're running off of the British Empire. You know, it's also another good, another good adventure for that they introducing people to other other areas as well. You know, you know, it's, it's it depends. You know, it's a great way of introducing this. Uh, I can see as a after effect after this is you know this is done. You know, I can see bureau. I can see uh, Unita and Victorian. You know, uh, uh, taste agents or taste explorers keeping track of what what time what time of year it is. And then they put out the sock stocking wherever they are. Yep. And also you do realize this is headcanon for I think that's the term I want to use. <laughs> we could say that this adventure is what causes Colonel Talbot to end up becoming the liaison. Mm-hmm. Because she realizes somebody needs to coordinate stuff between Unita and the Bureau. And who's better qualified? Yep. And she and she double dips because she puts one out for British Christmas, and she puts one out for Bureau 13 Christmas. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, well, you understand, I mean, Colonel Talbot, the best way to describe her, she is a hard, you know, very mil- uh, very militaristic demeanor, but if you get to know Shay, she mm-hmm. can be very maternal and caring. You just have to get through that tough exterior. And this would be something that once you get to know her and see all this stuff, you'd realize, no, she's a very heartfelt person. She has a lot of deep running emotion. She just hides it under that military training exterior because she would have trained with Taos and she would have tra- she trained at Alice Springs. And so, yeah, she so this I'm offering this as official canon because I made the character. Yep. This type of concept, this adventure, is what got Colonel Shay Talbot. It's where she formed this job because she saw it was needed because of interacting between all these different agencies. Yep, and and what did you say? And you may also get a chance to see her all of a sudden go all getting one thing on Santa's lap, completely blowing her rep. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> well, I mean Shay. By the time I portray her, of course, I I did, you know, like toward the middle campaign and all that. So she would be older. This was when Shay was just starting out. She'd only been fringe walking for a couple of years. She Mm -hmm. was brought on by Taos, decided to also work with IDET. And then when she deals with Bureau 13 Earth, which would be the first contact on that world, and then go through this adventure, that's when she realizes we need somebody to, to coordinate all this. Mm-hmm. And that's how this adventure would be how she made this job. And from this yep. point on, it's Colonel Talbot as you see her in Bureau 13 E20, where she, if it if you're on Bureau 13 Earth and there's something from the French Pats or you want to use the French Pats, 
You have to go through her. Yep. But I'm offering this since I made the character. This is canon. Boom. So Travis said it. So shall it be done? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'm realizing like, oh yeah, this fits perfectly into you know her backstory on why she would have made the position and filled it. Mm-hmm. This whole adventure that John just said it it meshes perfectly. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and 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 we're dealing, and the after effects are that yeah, Santa Claus starts visiting a lot more people out there and people start getting presents from Santa and not from uncle Bob who writes out from Santa and eats a cookie just to, to show that Santa was there. It's no, it is you, you get that present. You know, it's from Santa. Yeah. It's the only one with the silk ribbon on it. Yep. <laughs> you know, you can sell it eBay for lots of money. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, because no, the kid would never sell it. I mean, let's be honest. If I if I was a ten year old kid and I got a present from Santa for reals, that would that that would I I would still have it now. Yeah, there, there, there would be a stack of ribbons. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There'd be a stack of ribbons. Yeah. yeah. Just to tie all the ribbons around. Oh yeah. And, and that that'd be a, of a decoration. Every year's ribbons are tied in a bow. And you just tie it around a branch of the tree. Yep. Yeah. And I can see how that would affect the cultures. I mean, here's Santa showing up, a person from another world. Normally, this stuff, you hear, hear stuff happening in the fringes. It's stuff happening in the fringes and never will affect you. This is affecting you. The average person is now being affected by what's on the fringes through Santa, someone he thought was a fictional character. <laughs> Good character, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, also, the fact is, well, I mean, the fringe... The stuff that happens on the fringes, it would affect them a lot more because stuff that the people that unite to bring back, it ultimately yeah. does affect Earth. This is just yeah. a much more jarring and in personal effect. Yeah. yeah, it's it's because uh, it's sort of like you know we hear about things happening in another in another country and we go, oh, that's that's bad. you know that's bad. If it happens next door to your neighbors, that's totally different. Yeah, even though it's potentially the exact same thing. And having having someone having Santa Claus deliver a package, deliver presents to your kids, or even to you for some reason, that's a cult. That that's a changer. That's a game changer for a lot oh, of people. Yeah. They they'll start realizing it's I maybe I should be nice a to my neighbors. Bit better. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the smack up the head with the clue by four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I, and you I, don't want and you don't want to be the kid on the street who doesn't get presents from Santa. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Which means there'll be a, a black a whole new thing. Ho, list shaming. Oh, you're on that list. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And this is where uh, there'll be a whole black market of parents getting silk ribbons just so their kids get a present from Santa. Wow. Well, yeah, look, I was good. I got a silk ribbon here. Okay. Yeah, it's like no, your kid's a brat. Your parents got it for you. Settle down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I think we have, as as Blix would say, we killed the subject. I think so. Yeah. I think all of us. I, I mean, it. This is the holiday season. This mm-hmm. is, and all of us have wishes that would come true, and we wish to, you know, convey. I I think we should all, you know, convey our own personal wishes to our listeners, and we kind of do this every year, anyways. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's a refresher. Yeah. Uh, I say ladies first. I let we we say God, Bunny, and Pixie, you know, take their crack for to the listeners. Because you've been on a couple podcasts now. What would you two like to convey to our listeners for the holiday season? Uh, 
Yeah. I would like to say that I hope they get everything that they want and that their lives are going good and nothing bad happens to them next year. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's a wish. Yeah. I got my wish. Yeah. Can we have a little less death next year? Okay. Yeah, please, a little less death. Um, all right. For me, I wish everybody has a wonderful holiday season that you eat and, you know, sate yourself with good food, good family, good fun, travel safely. Be nice. I mean, be extra special this season because there's a lot of people this season that basically don't, you know, they're they're not having the best of year. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. please work for a better 2017. Yeah. We all know none of all none of us have been under a rock. We all know how this year has been. So yeah, yeah I that is yeah. what I wish to convey to our listeners for holiday season 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. Joseph, anything or you? Anything else? Just a little less death next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, uh, I definitely want to wish everyone a merry Christmas, and and despite everything that may be happening in your life, uh, even with your family, their family, you know, and, yeah. and and spend time with and spend time with your family. No matter what they post on Facebook, <laughs> um, and uh, and I, you know, I, I wish everyone a happy New Year. Uh, uh, I'd wish wish for peace in the world, but as Santa Claus would say, "Oh, I do uh, Christmas wishes. I don't do miracles." Yeah, that's someone else's department. As he looks <laughs> up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Bruce. What Santa Claus is all about is giving. And I think that what I would wish for more than anything else is for everyone to have the opportunities and to see the opportunities they have to give to other people, to enrich their lives, and by so enriching their own. And to make this season memorable and something that they will use as a launch pad for an even better year, well, and in some cases, just a better year for 2017. So we hope for all of our fans and all of our listeners that you have a truly blessed season, and we hope that you will continue to play our games and to keep sending your well wishes toward us because we could really use them. Because And uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah and happy holidays and all the other well wishes of the season. May they warm your heart and fill your life with purpose. God bless us, everyone. Somebody already did it. Darn. (laughs) And be a blessing to others. Yes. Okay, all together now. One, two, three. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Want to try that again? <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz At Navidad. Hare Krishna. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Solstice, Yule, yeah. There's like, what, 27 holidays and like the two months time all together? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh let's, you know, and the, and the 12 days mm-hmm. of Norse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Of course, that's not a Christmas holiday at all. No. <clears throat> this is Bruce Sheffer saying... There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them.
This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. This was the Fringeworthy Podcast. This podcast is protected under the Creative Commons license. Have a merry...